as a priest and as a seminarian, tend to accumulate certain kinds of things, rosaries being one of them, and prayer cards being another one of them. Just come in, people give me prayer cards, or just come into contact with prayer cards. Um, so I have this two big gallon Ziploc bags full of prayer cards that I really just carry with me from one place to the next. And you, when I'm reading a book, I use it as a bookmark, and then I'll, as I open it, I'll pray the prayer that's on it. So it's kind of like these things that I always have. And I'd be willing to bet that a good, maybe I'm over-exaggerating, a, 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 large, a large portion of those prayer cards have an image from the psalm that we heard in Mass today, Psalm 23, the Good Shepherd. Be willing to bet that's one of the most popular psalms that we, we hear about. We see images of the Good Shepherd. We hear, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We hear the song, oftentimes in funerals or even at weddings. Um, it's, we, we often hear that like we heard in Mass today. The Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd. And I think what can happen with those things that become so familiar to us is that we hear it without really hearing it. We hear the words, but we've heard it so often, it becomes so normal that like, I can actually forget the weight of what those words actually mean. All of the readings that we heard today brought up this idea of a shepherd. First reading, the prophet Jeremiah or Ezekiel, I forget which one, talked about the need of a shepherd for Israel. The psalm, good shepherd, Jesus seeing the people like a sheep without a shepherd. And it brings up this question that I think is a critically important question for all of us to ask ourselves and to be honest with ourselves about. And that's the question of who or what is my shepherd? Who really is my shepherd? Not a one of us, every decision that we make is governed by some kind of principle, some kind of person, some kind of goal in mind that we're acting towards. It could be something big, it could be a person, it could be a, some kind of educational goal, some kind of work goal. We all have shepherds in our life. Who is like my shepherd? Who is the person or the thing that, I, that is the, the one guiding principle of my life. I think it's a question that we can't lose sight of. And not who do I want to be my shepherd, but like if I examine my life and the decisions that I make and what I, how I spend my time and what I do, like who is guiding that? Who is my shepherd? And I think there's something we can't lose sight of because there is always going to be an answer to that question. There can't not be an answer to the question. There's, something's always guiding that. And if I lose sight of that, like Jeremiah reminded us in the first reading today, there's a lot of shepherds. Not all the shepherds are good. And if I lose sight of whose voice I'm listening to, it's very easy for me to even un unwittingly slowly, slowly drift away. The enemy's smart. He knows that we're not going to go after something that's bad. He's going to present us with something that's good, that seems good, that I actually do want, but, I'm not, but, but I have to always keep in mind that question of whose voice am I listening to? Maybe there's opportunities and times wherever I feel like I don't have a shepherd. I feel lost. I don't hear God. I don't see God. I don't feel like I have a purpose in my life. I don't see what I'm acting towards. So whether it's like I'm, I feel like I'm, I, 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 when I lose sight of that question, it's easy to, to panic and to, to say, okay, I, I feel abandoned. And so I have to reach out and grasp at something. To, to that question, who is my shepherd, feel the weight of Psalm 23 that says, you all, we only need to have one shepherd. There is only one good shepherd. The Lord is to be my shepherd. 
Like, God desires to, to be my shepherd. He's the one who leads me. He's the one who restores my soul. He's the one who leads me in the paths of righteousness, through the verdant pastures. Which is a good idea, and it's a good thing to hear, but it's something that's hard to actually like live out in my experience. Yes, the Lord is my shepherd, but like, don't you see that right now I'm in a dark valley? It's easy to, to, to doubt that and to question that whenever I don't see God being my shepherd. When it's hard to trust him that he's actually going to lead me and provide for me, and not just going to take something or require something of me, or I'm not going to measure up to whatever he's asking me to do. We can acknowledge that a lot of times it's hard to see God shepherding us. It's hard to take that step of trust and of faith to allow God to be my shepherd. Whenever I find myself in the dark valley, my, my gut reaction is to go out, like, I don't like being in a dark valley. I'm going to grasp after whatever seems easy, whatever it seems like is going to get me out of this valley. That's what I'm going towards without really even listening to who's actually speaking to me. Whenever I'm in the dark valley, I just want to get out as fast as I can. It seems like God's not there and I want to get out. Psalm 23 reminds us that even though I walk in the dark valley, even though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me, with your rod and your staff that give me courage. Like, feel the weight of those words. Even though I find myself in a dark valley where it seems like God is not there, the key word, it seems like God is not there, the truth is that he is. Against what it feels like, he is there. How do I see that God is there? How can I find, when I do find myself in the dark valley, when I, don't, when I hear all these voices trying to guide me, and I want to follow the right voice, I want to follow the Lord, like, how can I do that? How do I take this idea and turn it into a reality? As I was sitting with that question, I was drawn to, it, it traditionally thought that King David is the one who wrote all the Psalms, or most of the Psalms. King David was the one who wrote Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I was really thinking about, like, King David um, lived a life in the dark valley. For him, this wasn't just an idea. He had experienced in his life God providing him and leading him again and again and again. He was the smallest and least, the, the, the least significant of all the sons, and God, that was the one who God chose and anointed and made him the greatest. I think about Goliath, like David going up, a little kid going up against like this giant Philistine warrior. Like he took a step of trust because he heard the voice of God and he saw in his life that God led him through that. King Saul spent most of the end of his kingship trying to kill David. And again and again and again, David continued to trust, to listen to God, and God led him through every single trial. Every single war or enemy that David as king had to come up against, God allowed him and led him through the battle. God was the one who was fighting for him and allowed him to overcome. So this idea for David of God being the shepherd and God leading me and restoring me and God leading me through the valley of the shadow of death to the green pastures wasn't just an idea for him. Like He had lived it. He experienced it. He knew that that was true. And I think that's, as I, as I reflect on the life of King David, I think that's the invitation for us. If we haven't experienced that that is true, 
to take the step of trust and to allow God to show us that that is true. And not in like a, like a doubtful, like, okay, prove it to me kind of mentality. There's a real surrender that has to happen. There's a real surrender that David shows us. Like, Lord, I don't see how, but I trust that you, you are here and that you're leading me. And so I'm going to stay with you there. And I'm going to listen to your voice. And I'm going to put myself in a spot in my prayer where I can hear what you're saying to me. Because I want more than anything for you to be my shepherd. The invitation today is to, number one, reflect on that question. Who is the shepherd? And how can I allow the Lord to actually be the shepherd? We come to Mass today. Jesus, the good shepherd, is going to come to us like very really and truly in the Eucharist as we receive him today into our hearts and into our bodies, prepare a place for him and allow him to speak to you, hear his voice, so that he can guide you to the green pastures that he has prepared for us. He wants to be your shepherd. All we have to do is allow him to do just that.